We're continuing to get ready for the Buffalo Bills Thursday night contest against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm joined by Locked On Bucks host James Yarcho to discuss it today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. I want to thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate y'all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, this is the first of two podcasts that are dropping today. So this is our crossover discussion. Then later today, I'm going to give you my final notes on Bills and Bucks. We'll talk injuries with Dr. Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills and my five predictions for Thursday night. So keep your head on a swivel. We got two podcasts coming your way today. Uh, with it being a short week, everything's condensed. We got a lot to fit in. And so the double dip here uh, coming for you. Now, our next conversation after the next one, right? So you'll get two before the game. And then after the game, we'll give you, of course, the post-game reaction podcast. And then Friday will be all 22 reviews. So a lot coming your way here on Lockdown Bills. But for now, let's get to this conversation between myself and James Yarcho. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm Joe Marino, host of Locked On Bills, joined by James Yarcho, the outstanding host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And we're here to get you ready for Thursday night football, a crossover discussion here on the Locked On Podcast Network to talk Bills and Bucks, two teams coming off of a loss. The Bills, a very disappointing loss to the Patriots. And, of course, the Bucks with a three-point loss to the Falcons, right? A couple of divisional losses, teams looking to right the ship. James, looking forward to breaking this down with you here today. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's always fun to talk about a primetime game, though I, I think Bucks fans are uh, not so looking forward to watching this one. But we'll see. Stranger things have happened. You know, James, I've sat here over the last few weeks with different hosts doing these crossovers, whether it's Locked On Giants, Locked On Patriots, and those opposing hosts have had very similar, like, introductory thoughts about their team's chances against the Bills. The Bills haven't played great football over Mm -hmm. the last few weeks, and so maybe there's some ingredients here, a home game short week in Buffalo that can help them, but... I think it's fair from an opposing fan's perspective or, you know, for the teams that are coming in and playing the Bills that maybe you feel like you're catching them at a good time because you think at some point they're going to play better football and they certainly have earlier this season. But this stretch right now, they're in a bit of a lull, which will obviously a big be a big part of my opening remarks here as we get into the biggest storyline for each team. But I'm not sure this is the same Bills team that maybe you thought was going to be on the schedule when it first came out. 
Yeah, definitely not. And, you know, you keep waiting. The Bills are one of those teams where you just keep waiting for it to click, almost kind of like how the Chiefs have been this year. The Chiefs haven't been the same as we've seen in recent years. And you keep waiting for that one week where it seems like everything goes right. Every, you know, everybody goes off real similar to to when they played the Dolphins. That's kind of when I thought, yeah. OK, the, the Bills are back. And yeah, over the last couple of weeks, it's it's been a struggle for them. And I know my son constantly complains because he's got Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs <laughs> in fantasy. Um, but, you know, it's it's really the same for the Buccaneers, right? You know, you keep waiting for, you know, they barely miss here. They barely miss there. You keep waiting for that one week where it all comes together and it just hasn't seemed to happen yet. So let me go in on this. Um, the biggest storyline for the Buffalo Bills is the offense. And three three weeks in a row. It has struggled to find rhythm, particularly earlier in games. Now, they've had some late surges that have been helpful, but you go back to the Giants game. They had 14, excuse me, they had no points through the first three quarters of that game. They only scored seven points in the first 50 minutes against Jacksonville. And then, of course, last week against New England, you know, they only had 10 points for the, through the first three quarters of the game. And there's obviously a lot higher expectations for what this Bills offense is supposed to be. And you know, I've studied the tape in depth. I've had a lot of conversations, obviously, hosting this podcast. Uh, but it's been execution mistakes, uh, penalties at bad times, drops, some missed reads by whether it's running backs or even Josh Allen, some play calling concerns, just a lack of consistency and rhythm that I think is rooted in a lack of execution, right? I think you could point your fingers at a lot of different places, but plays are there to be made. Guys have to, to make them with a higher level of consistency. Now, where I have concern about this being a week where the Bills offense gets on track is there's something that I said prior to the Bills playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm sure Bucks fans are well familiar with Mike Caldwell, the defensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars, a Todd Bowles disciple, you know, was under Todd for nine years. So it's it's very much influenced by Todd. And I said, look, the stretch of defenses that the Bills are about to play are very similar to what Mike Caldwell and the Jaguars are going to put out there. And the principles of kind of odd fronts, man coverage, heavy blitzing, you see that with Jacksonville. Then the Bills' next opponent was, of course, um, was Wink Martindale and the New York Giants, and then Bill Belichick's in the Patriots. And now here comes full circle, Todd Bowles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This has given them some problems. And you go through this blitz rate, right? Uh, the Patriots, number two in blitz rate. The Giants, number three in blitz rate. The Jaguars, number eight in blitz rate. Here comes the Bucks, number four in blitz rate. So a lot of the structure and ingredients that have given you fits during this lull are going to be right there again for you on Thursday night. Is it helpful that you've been through struggles and now it's time to meet this moment? Or do you continue to flutter offensively and make it tough on yourself? That's the big story for the Bills. Can they get this offense going against the defense stylistically that has given them fits in each of the last three games. Yeah, it certainly is a kind of an interesting run there for, for the Buffalo bills and, you know, Great minds think alike, I guess, because the biggest storyline for the Buccaneers is also the offense coming out of the bye. You know, they're averaging less than 10 points a game, and they've scored one touchdown in the last two weeks. Against Detroit two weeks ago, Baker Mayfield had his worst performance of the season. Uh, you know, the worst performance as a Buccaneer, barely averaged or barely completed more than 50% of his passes. But the biggest problem for this offense is the run game as a team 
they average 3.1 yards per carry, which is bad enough. But if you take away the Baker Mayfield runs, you take away the runs by wide receivers, and you focus just on the running backs, it's 2.8 yards per carry. So it's it's a complete disaster in the run game. Part of that is on the offensive line, but the majority of it is on the running backs not having good vision and not seeing lanes that are actually being opened up for them. And the Buccaneers are now 28th in the NFL in scoring touchdowns in the red zone. They score touchdowns in the red zone just 37.5% of the time. Now, good news for Bucks fans. Bad news for Bills fans, they score in the score touchdowns in the red zone 66.7% of the time when they're on the road. They have been awful at home. And, and that's kind of been the, the weird shift uh where the Buccaneers have really turned into road warriors here. And and a lot of people are talking about Dave Canales is just Byron Leftwich 2.0, which I don't think it's fair. You know, Dave Canales, he's gone through six games now as an offensive coordinator, as a play caller. A lot of the things that he is seeing, he is seeing for the first time. On the flip side, now opposing defensive coordinators have some film on his tendencies, have, you know, a little bit more that they can study based off of what he's called so far this year. So it's it's turned into an interesting chess match. But even last year, for as bad as the Buccaneers offense was, at least they were scoring in 50.9% of their red zone trips. So the the offense has completely imploded on its on itself coming off of their best performance of the season against the New Orleans Saints. You go into a bye and now all of a sudden you can't seem to find your way into the end zone. So against a Buffalo Bills team who is hungry for a win, trying to get back on track, it's not exactly a recipe for success for the Buccaneers. You mentioned the struggles that Tampa has had running the football. Well, the Bills are second last in the NFL in yards per carry conceded against the run. And so what's interesting about that is it really comes down to more explosive runs that they have a tendency to give up. Like the snap to snap is not nearly as bad as just some of the moments where they get gashed for a big one. Uh, but maybe if there is an opportunity for the Bucks to find their running offense, it could be this week, which I'm sure they're going to want to lean into on the road. So some interesting dynamics, some some tension here between some of what each team is looking for and what the opponent presents. And obviously, we're going to get into the matchups here that will decide the game in just a moment. Stick with us. But I got to tell you about DoorDash. I am obsessed with DoorDash. The convenience is simply unmatched. We all have busy lives, right? We're all looking for areas that we can save some time. And, you know, for me right now, I got a three-year-old. Uh, football season is in full swing, and that is very time-consuming for me and the work that I do. I don't have a lot of time to get to the grocery store. I don't have time to make dinner. DoorDash takes care of that for me. They bring whatever I want right to my front door. I love ordering from DoorDash. I can get food from my favorite local restaurants and, of course, groceries drop off at my front door. The consistency is off the charts. DoorDash brings me what I want, just like I picked it off up off the shelf for myself where I picked up my own takeout order. And if there's ever a problem, they make it right immediately. So stop worrying about what's for dinner. Stop worrying about what you're going to snack on. Stop worrying about when you're going to get to the grocery store. Let DoorDash handle that for you. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order and download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget to use code LOCKED23. For 50% off, up to a $10 value 
on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. All right, James, let's get into the matchups here in this football game that stand out to you. I got a couple of things written down here. I'll defer to you, let you go first here on what you're looking at matchup-wise that could decide this game. Well, I mean, you you honestly led right into it with that tease at the end of, of segment one. It is the Buccaneers' rush offense against Buffalo's rush defense. And like you mentioned, Buffalo is one of the worst teams in the NFL when it comes to yards per carry on the defensive side of the ball. But Tampa is the worst in the NFL, tied with the Raiders in yards per carry on offense. So if the Buccaneers are going to find success on offense, they have to stop being so one-dimensional and they have to get that run game going. Getting that run game working and starting to clip along, you know, better than a 2.8 yard per carry average out of your running backs opens up more options in situational football. And what I mean by that is the Buccaneers team continuously tries to pass on short down and distance situations because they don't have that bruiser. They don't have that guy that can go out there and you know you're going to pick up a yard. You know you're going to pick up two yards. You don't have the playoff Lenny anymore. You don't have Mike Allstott, you know, suiting up to, to get you a yard. So a lot of that pressure has been put on Baker Mayfield. A lot of that pressure has been put on Dave Canales trying to be creative to get the run game going last week against the Falcons. We saw uh, a quick, you know, reverse to Devin Tompkins resulted in a fumble and, and the Falcons took the ball away. So against a team, like Buffalo that is giving up so many yards per carry compared to the rest of the NFL. This is kind of that big opportunity for the Bucks rush offense to get going. And, and they've already gone against some of the best run defenses in the NFL. When you talk about Detroit, when you talk about Atlanta is a, another really good one. New Orleans is good. Uh, going up against a team that's basically on their level, um, you might see things start to open up for him a little bit and and really spark this offense. It's going to be interesting because I, the Bills, one of their core philosophies is they want to be two-dimensional on offense and they want to make you one-dimensional on mm -hmm. offense. And that certainly comes from building a lead and they haven't been able to do that the last couple of weeks. And so if they build the lead, does that actually help the Bucks because they're not trying to do something they're not good at and they can lean at the thing that they're best at, which is throwing the football to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. It's going to be an interesting uh, dynamic in this football game. And it's funny you mentioned that you're looking for more runs on second and short. Bills fans are looking for more passes on second and short. There's a lot of frustrations that on second and four and second and three, those tend to be rundowns for this Bills offense when they're looking for them to take some shots in those moments. So, look, everyone's so consumed with their own football team's problems that you know, everyone's just got different, you know, you can flip it upside down when you talk about a completely different football team. So some interesting dynamics there. Uh, I, the first thing that I'll mention here, because I think it plays well off of what you mentioned there, is I'm very curious about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin against this Bills defense. Um, and studying Tampa this week, it's pretty clear who they're throwing the football to, right? And, and it should be. You, know, you got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You should throw those guys the football a lot. Um, but I feel like if you're a defense, the thing that you want to do is take away the thing that another team does best and make them win another way. Can the Bills do that? Can they limit Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and force Baker Mayfield to win this game, throwing to Kate Otten and throwing to uh, the, the five, what is it? Five, eight, 150 pounds. Is it Tompkins? Uh, the fast guy, Trey Palmer, uh, getting the backs involved in the, in the passing offense. Of course, Rashad White being the, the real catalyst for that piece of it. 
I, I'm interested to see how they play them. Uh, you know, obviously the Bills have injuries on defense, especially Trey White, their number one corner, is out for the season. And can Christian Benford and Dane Jackson, who are now the Bills' starting corners, match up with those guys? And will they give them some extra help and really try to dictate and force the football to go in other spots? So I think the Bills' ability to defend Evans and Godwin and perhaps force Baker to go to other places with the football where he really hasn't with as much frequency this year, I think that's going to be fascinating and, and potentially pivotal in the outcome of this game. Yeah, it, it was something that the Bucks got away from against the Detroit Lions was they weren't targeting Mike Evans. They weren't targeting Chris Godwin as much. You saw a couple of, of deep ball misses to Trey Palmer, and, and you saw Devin Tompkins get involved, and it didn't work. And then last week against the Falcons, Baker became kind of a check down Charlie there throughout the game. And, and Rashad White was making plays in the passing game, picking up big yards after the catch. Kate Otten all of a sudden got really involved and was fighting to move the sticks and, and had his best performance of the year. But when you take a look at what Mike Evans and Chris Godwin can do, it's it's kind of like the, the Jamar Chase syndrome when they're covered, they're open. Mm -hmm. and, and Chris Godwin is that money down guy. He's still looking for his first touchdown of the year, but it seems like every time he touches the ball, it's going to move the sticks and, and give the Buccaneers a first down. So it that is going to be real, real interesting because if, if they can't get that run game going, then Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are going to go back to being hyper-targeted, and the Bills know it, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how the back end of that defense really takes care of things. And, you know, moving on to, to kind of who I think is going to be the most important player, I'm going to talk about the back end of the Buccaneers defense, and I sound like a broken record on these crossover episodes, but it's Antoine Winfield Jr. Antoine Winfield Jr. is the best safety in the NFL, and, and I will die on that hill. Single-handedly last week, he saved – three touchdowns uh had a pass breakup in the end zone had the hit on drake london that turned into probably the strangest replay challenge i've ever seen in my life and then the forced fumble of of desmond ritter as he was walking into the end zone but on the year even with the down week against the lions he's got 42 tackles two sacks five passes defense three forced fumbles two fumble recoveries and you take a look at, at carlton davis who's probably going to cover digs more often than not in this game it's going to force Antoine Winfield Jr. to help over the top more than he typically has this season because Ryan Neal has played terrible football this year. So Antoine Winfield Jr. has to be that guy that makes plays in the passing game, especially if Josh Allen is going to air it out to Diggs or to Gabe Davis and you know even uh, Dalton Kincaid up the seam with the tight ends. The, the Bucs deep passing defense has not been good. And so Antoine Winfield Jr., who's been that guy who's come in on blitzes, he's crashed the box on, on rushing plays, he's been all over the place, he's going to have to stay back a little bit and really make sure that the Bucs don't give up the big play this week against some of the explosive options for the Bills' offense. Yeah, we we love Antoine Winfield here in, in Bills' world. Uh, big fan of his father. And, man, I don't know how that guy wasn't a first-round pick. He's a stud, right? good, good, good football player. Uh, the last thing that I'll bring up here in the matchup segment is kind of building on some of the stuff I talked about in the first segment with the Bills offense against the Bucks defense, particularly this Josh Allen versus Todd Bowles slash Larry Foote slash Casey Rogers dynamic, where I've I mentioned, you know, structurally very similar defenses to what has given the Bills some trouble here over the previous three weeks. And something that really stands out about Tampa is their ability to take away the football. 
Um, the highest percentage, 21% of drives, take a, they take away the football on defense. Uh, that's concerning because we know that Josh Allen likes to turn over the football, right? I mean, uh, you, every week we watch the broadcast, Josh Allen, the most turnovers in the NFL since 2018. Now, James, what they forget to tell you is that he also has the most touchdowns over that span and the least amount of punts. But, you know, let's focus on the turnovers. I get it. Um, but this is a, a takeaway defense. And they've had multiple turnovers in all but one game. Uh, I mean, they have three, three takeaway games. They're getting after the football. And so a, a player like Josh, Josh is willing to be, uh, you know, he's not a risk averse player. I don't think anyone would ever watch Josh Allen and feel like, you know, he's one of those types of players. And so can they take care of the football um, well enough in this game to not ruin it for them? Right. I mean, the most closely correlative metric out there to winning and losing, that's not points for and points against is turnover differential and so this is a defense that can take away the football this is a bill's offense that will give away the football and it can't continue that way on thursday night or else the bills are going to be upset at home and obviously there's the whole not turning over the football dynamic but also just being on schedule against this type of defense that has players i mean they've they got talent at all three levels of the field and um, they present a lot of challenges for the Bills who, you know, they don't – Dawson Knox, their starting tight end, is not going to be available for this game. He's having wrist surgery. You're leaning more into a rookie player in Dalton Kincaid. You have some depth at receiver outside of Diggs and Davis, but those guys haven't really emerged to the point where you would have expected at this point in the season. So this Bills offense on a short week, you know, do they lean into more of, okay, this is our bread and butter, this is what we do most successful, and if that winds up being a good thing for you, or is – just just the wrong opponent at the wrong time for the Buffalo Bills. We will find out. And we're also going to find out in the next segment what the keys are to victory for both sides. And, of course, a little prediction here from both James and I for Thursday Night Football. But first, snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now they got a crazy good deal for you. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you simply place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, folks, there's no better time to get in on this action. The app, super easy to navigate and use, and there's a ton of different things that you can bet on, including spreads, player props. That's what I love. I've been really doing well on player props this year. So, you know, maybe you're going to watch Thursday Night Football. Of course you are. You're listening to this podcast. You're watching Thursday Night you want to go in there and see, you know, how many receiving yards are they projecting for Godwin and Evans and Diggs? How many passing yards from Mayfield and Allen? James Cook, how many rushing yards? Rashad White, is he going to get it going this week on the ground? If you want to go in and get on those props and bet, you know, over or under, do it. They have a ton of fun stuff over at FanDuel. So go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Folks, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's more important than ever to be prepared. And we know about all the current events and what's going on in the world, and that can affect supply chain shortages for medications and getting them in a timely manner. Well, there's a solution for that problem, and it's the Jace case. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections and look, you can even customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your own personal, unique needs. And look, they're always working hard to expand their medication offerings, and they have gift cards. So if there's a loved one or a family member in your life that you want to have their own Jace case, you can get them a gift card so they can have a Jace case of their own. So go to Jace Medical 
and enter code locked on at checkout. That'll get you a $20 discount on your order. Again, that's promo code locked on at Jace Medical, J A S E Medical.com. All right, James, let's get into it. We got a football game here Thursday night, the first one of week eight. One little side note here that I think is a big benefit to both the Bills and Bucks is they play on Thursday ahead of the Tuesday trade deadline. So you little expanded runway here. Everyone else has got to play Sunday or Monday. Get a chance to know what your injuries are, right, coming out of the game, and a little bit of a runway there to uh, potentially make some moves. So I think this is a major benefit for both the Bills and Bucks to play on Thursday night football. But the Bills are eight-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. The over-under is set at 42-and-a-half. James, what has to go right for the Bucks on Thursday night for them to upset the Bills in Buffalo? Well, as you mentioned, this defense has been really, really opportunistic. They're the best in the NFL in turnover differential with plus seven. Uh, you you brought up the the multiple uh, games where they've had multiple takeaways. Only once this season have they not won the turnover battle. But on the flip side of that, when they're not getting a takeaway, they are just handing over third down conversions. So this defense has to find a way to get off the field on third downs if they're not going to take the ball away. And against the Bills, that is going to be a tall order. But you can't go on the road against an offense as explosive as Buffaloes can be and continuously give them second chances in one drive and and let them put together a nine-play, 75-yard touchdown drive because you've given up three third downs. Um, they're, they're allowing third down conversions, I think on 50% of third downs this season. That's, that's atrocious. And a lot of it has to do with discipline on the back end. I I mentioned Ryan Neal struggles this year. A lot of it has to do with self-inflicted wounds where they're, they're jumping offside or they're holding on defense or, or whatever the case may be. So, The recipe for success is if you put Josh Allen and the Bills in a situation where they have to convert third and seven, if they have to convert, you know, third and five, you have to find a a way to make a play and get off the field and give your offense a chance if you're not going to be as opportunistic as you've been this year and taking the football away. For me, in terms of the Bills and their path to a win, uh, when I think about the offensive side of the football, I keep going back to the word execution. I know that's a buzzy word. You hear it all the time. Watch the tape. There's plays to be made. You got to make them when they're there. I think that's it's as simple as that for the Bills on offense. Take care of the football, obviously. You know, you don't want to turn it over against this team who, you know, look, they're number one in turnover rate. They're number one in red zone defense. But like you mentioned, the third downs, like make it make it make sense, James. I can't. Right? Those are metrics that usually kind of go hand in hand, uh, but they don't for the Buccaneers. You got to be ready for the pressure looks that have given you problems here over the last few weeks. Uh, Josh Allen needs to identify free rushers, go to the right places with the football, play action. That's a big part of this Bucks offense. They're fourth in frequency this year so far in play action. And the Bills, uh, with their injuries at linebacker in particular, with Matt Milano being out and leaning into a rookie in Dorian Williams and a really inexperienced player in Tyrell Dotson, play action and misdirection has been a problem for them. So be ready for that on offense. Defensively, uh, I think it's about making sure that you are uh, able to handle the tough assignments that are Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And you got to get Baker down, right? I mean, like this Bucks offensive line has not given up much pressure. They've only given up like eight sacks, if I'm not mistaken, on the year. Baker's avoiding pressure at an extremely high clip this year. Uh, second best in the league and not allowing pressure to turn into sacks. 
can you get him down, right? Can you get him down? That's going to be important. So um, probably as, as simple as saying, don't turn over the football, uh, be smart, be ready for the pressure packages, execute, right? A lot of the buzzy things that come down to it. But uh, obviously a big game for both sides here. You got to feel like that NFC South is ripe for the taking, right? We, I mean, Carolina's out of it. And then you're right there kind of jumbled with the Saints, Falcons, and of course the Buccaneers. And you got a chance. You win that division, you're hosting a playoff game. And the NFC, you could be bringing the Rams or the Vikings or another NFC South team to your stadium. You could be in the divisional round and, and really not feel like you're that good of a football team, right? So it's right there for Tampa. And of course the Bills have big aspirations and uh, they're four and three and a half game out of first place against the Dolphins, right? So there's there's a lot at stake for both of these teams. As I mentioned, Bills are favored by eight and a half. The over-under is 42 and a half. James, they make us do it. What do you have for a prediction in this one? Uh, well, I picked, coming out of the bye, I picked the Bucs to upset the Lions. That didn't go well. Uh, I picked the Bucs to beat the Falcons because I still believe the Bucs are a better football team than the Falcons. That didn't go well. This week, um, I'm not picking the Bucs to win this one. I think the Bills are just too good of a football team and, and the Buccaneers have too many things to figure out. Now, maybe this uh, you know, extended uh, or the, the mini buy, as, as a lot of people call it, are going to help. And then really after this game, the Buccaneers schedule eases up a little bit. A lot of road games, but the opponents aren't quite as tough. But I think the Bills at home on a short week, uh, I'm going to take them to win this one 27 to 13. Oh, pretty convincing when you're thinking the Bills are going to cover this point spread. Yeah. Um, yeah so. here, here's sometimes I just like to make it real simple, right? You can get into we had a very in-depth conversation. We got into a lot of very important variables. Sometimes I think you can just make it simple. The Bills are at home. It's a short week and they're coming off of a loss. And the Bills coming off of a loss has been a pretty dangerous team since 2020, which is kind of like where I feel like the Bills turned into one of the better teams in the NFL. Coming off of a loss, they're 11-3 and three with an average margin of victory of 11.7. So that, plus at home, plus a short week, I have the Bills in this game. Not as convincing as you do, uh, but I have the Bills winning this one 24-16. So there you have it. That's our predictions. We did the thing. We talked about storylines. We went through the matchups. We talked about what each team had to do to win the game and offered a prediction only thing that's left to do now is to play the game, see what happens on Thursday Night Football. Make sure that you're dialed in to both Locked On Bucks and Locked On Bills. We'll be here for you every step of the way, of course, of course with post-game reaction and all of the big stories on your favorite team here. So make sure you're subscribed to, to the podcast. Make sure that you're following both James and I on Twitter. James is at jyarcho underscore bucks. I'm at the Joe Marino. As always, we kindly ask that you share, subscribe, rate, and review to these podcasts. Have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to catching up with you again real soon.